0: Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author, Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Truth. It can sometimes be a slippery devil, seemingly keeping its distance and even hiding in plain sight. How do we determine what is truth and just as important What isn't? Here to help us via Skype is our favorite Christian psychiatrist, Dr. Tim Jennings. Dr. Jennings, how can we learn to discern
1: truth? I'm so glad we're doing this show today, Charles, because we are in a war, a war of ideas, a war of beliefs and perspectives and values and culture, a war for people's minds. I don't know if people recognize, but listener, your mind is under attack. Mm -hmm. Your mind is under assault from various warring factions that are out there trying to persuade you to try to instill in your mind their ideas, their beliefs, to get you to align with the way they think. I don't know if you recognize it. Do you feel the pressure, the factions pressing against you? We're in a serious war right now. And our goal at Common Reason is to help teach people how to think. We do not want to indoctrinate you with what to think, we want to equip you with the ability to be able to assess, differentiate, and determine truth from fiction, healthy from what's unhealthy, so that when these assaults come, you can deflect the garbage quickly and hold on to the good stuff that's coming out there. So with that in mind, let's go through some things that can be useful to you to help you develop your own capacities for discernment. First thing, you have to establish a reliable standard to which you can compare or test the various competing ideas, beliefs, perspectives that are presented. Without a reliable standard, you're completely helpless. When they train secret service agents in identifying counterfeit money, they do it by training them to know the genuine bill extremely well. They don't hunt down and try to discover every counterfeit bill. What they do is when they question a bill, they compare the bill they're questioning to the standard genuine one that they know so well. And any deviation from the genuine immediately diagnoses or determines that the bill in question is a counterfeit. So they don't have to know all the different counterfeits. They simply have to know the genuine. well, and they can identify that. We have to have a standard, and I want to tell you, I want to recommend God's standard, which is God's law, and his law is design law. It are the protocols upon which our creator built reality to operate. And we're not going to go through all them on this show. We've done a podcast on that before. And you can go to our website, comeandreason.com, and there's an entire list of these design laws. But these are constants. They never change. Some of them are physical, like the laws of gravity and the laws of physics and the laws of health. But others are the principles upon which relationships and our minds are built to operate upon. And if we don't know those, then we can be deceived. But if we know those, then we can identify processes and beliefs that are contrary to those we can say oh that's not true that's a lie so children don't have the ability to think on this level and so children need rules and so parents will give rules to a child to brush their teeth because they don't understand the law of thermodynamics and if you don't brush they'll decay and so rules are very helpful for a child until they can grow up and understand the reason for the rule and they go oh I don't need that rule anymore because I've put it in my heart to keep my teeth healthy, and I'm going to live in harmony with that law of health, and I'm going to brush my teeth. So the rule's no longer needed. Spiritual children don't understand God's design laws, and loving God gave the Ten Commandments to help guide them until they grow up. Sadly, though, many people stay stuck on rules and falsely think, and this is one of the lies that keep people trapped, that God's law works like human law, just a system of rules that, if you break, require authority to punish rule breakers. That idea will change how you process everything, Mm -hmm. and thus, People will be duped into going into activities and processes where coercion and force come in to punish and harm those who see things or do things differently than us. In the 1990s, millions of Rwandans killed each other, and the primary killing zones were their churches. And in the aftermath, they went in and asked how they could do this, and and what they identified, the primary differentiation between those who participated in the killing and those who helped protect refugees were that the killers believed in a God who had an imposed imperial law construct like human law, which requires we punish lawbreakers, wow. where the protectors of the refugees had a God of love who sought to heal and restore, who was wanting to heal people from the disease of sin. This is the big differentiation. And so in society today, look at movements. Are they practicing the principles that are seeking to bring healing to people, or are they practicing principles which are contrary to God's design, seeking to harm or punish people? So next one would be look past words that people say to the actions that people do. Now, it is true, Satan is the father of lies, and there's a war of ideas going on, of concepts and beliefs, and so beliefs are powerful, so we do need to examine the words and the ideas to see if they're true, but what people don't understand, Charles, this is big, not all lies are verbal. Hmm. Hmm. Some people lie behaviorally. Their actions are lies. Many people fail to realize that actions will reveal the truth of the situation and reveal that what was said is a lie. But people, for instance, a con man will give you words proclaiming their trustworthiness and their interest in helping you. But their actions of stealing your money reveal the true deceit. We can't believe their words. We need to believe their actions. A man who beats his wife while he tells her he only does it because he loves her, she should not believe his words. His words are perfectly fine words, but his actions are the reality that need to be looked upon. In the world today, many people are being deceived because they focus merely on words of a person. They don't examine the methods, the principles, the actions, the deeds, and compare those to the actual facts of the situation, or to God's design laws. And so a person may say something impulsively and rudely, but then they change their mind and go about and do something that's actually reasonable and healthy. Mm -hmm. Do we simply focus on the fact that they spoke rude words, or do we focus on, well, you know what, that was an impulsive statement, but you know what, they actually did was quite helpful. Or do we allow someone with a very polished oratory woo us into believing that their actions are good while they're doing something that's quite harmful. Mm -hmm. I will tell people to watch for this. Watch for any activity that restricts liberty. Law of liberty is part of God's design. Love only grows in freedom. Individuality only grows in freedom. Your capacity to think and reason only grows in freedom. Watch for activities that are seeking to take away liberty of people. Perhaps freedom of speech, where in our society it's no longer free to express yourself even in a mature, kind, non-derogatory way without malice. If it disagrees with a certain belief system, then you must be silenced your show must be canceled. You must remove from the pulpit. You must be fired from your job. You must be canceled from your event because your speech, your words don't agree with what we want to hear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing those type of methods, you should immediately discern that that is not how the spirit of truth works. God did not use such methods to silence Satan. That's right. He lets yeah. Satan continue yeah. and still continue his lies. And the method of God was to confront the lies with truth and let the truth one out in the end. So if you're seeing those methods, you should have a red flag go up and you should discern that whatever, doesn't even matter if it's a righteous cause, that's the great deceit. Let's identify a righteous cause, but let's use Satan's methods to achieve it. Mm-hmm. It is a great, serious trap for many people. Here's another one in learning to discern and think for yourself. Not only do you need to have a standard and have the standard of God's law, not only do you need to look past words but to actual deeds and actions, but you need to rely on truth and evidence and not emotions. Hmm. Many people get caught up by a strong emotion, they see some unrighteous act, and they have the proper emotion of righteous indignation, outrage, hurt, and want to somehow remedy this wrong, but they let their emotions carry them away, and perhaps they join with others that reinforce the emotion and it becomes emotions of anger and resentment and bitterness. And they have a righteous cause that they vent their anger and resentment towards. And and they join together with the strong emotion to seek to use power and force. But you know what? Strong emotions are at the root of all domestic violence. Oh, wow. Wow. Strong emotions are what drive mobs. Hmm. The difference between a violent mob and a peaceful protest Peaceful protesters are governed by reason, by rational, logic, evidence-based complaint. They want to persuade. They want to convince. They want to speak clearly and change by rational discourse. The great reformer Martin Luther used the method of peaceful protest when he hung his 95 thesis on the wall and used evidence and truth to protest and persuade. And centuries later, his namesake, Martin Luther King Jr., used the methods of reason and truth to persuade powerfully in his speeches and his books. This stands in sharp contrast to the violent mobs we see today, who are not governed by reason, who are not governed by truth, but have lost control of their own prefrontal cortexes and are driven by passion and emotions, even if their cause is righteous, their methods are unrighteous, and a discerning Bible student should not join with them. They will be harmed in their own soul if they do. Wow. Dr. Jennings, we have three
0: minutes left on our program. What else do we need to know?
1: Well, if you want to discern truth from error, when outrageous events occur and you feel strong emotions, you don't let your emotions dethrone your reason, mm. but you passionately get on your knees, you prayerfully take that to the Lord, you engage your powers of discernment to seek to do justice, to do what's right because it's actually right, which is ultimately to change hearts and minds away from destructive paths and courses, and be led by the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth and love. And then the actions that you take will always be reasonable, always be truth-based, and will always be expressions of love, seeking to confront lies, hate, violence, And evil, but love never uses lies, hate, violence, and evil when they confront them. (laughs) Understanding God's design will differentiate the various movements in our society from those led by God, from the counterfeits led by God's enemy. So, people, we are at war right now. For your mind, your heart. And God has given you your own identity, your own individuality, your own capacity for reason and thinking. And He does not want you to surrender it to me or to any other human being or group. He wants you to be fully persuaded in your own mind, Romans 14, 5, and to become a mature Christian who has developed by practice the ability to discern the right from the wrong, Hebrews 5.14. And so I'm encouraging you to, to take what I've said today. To go home, to exercise your own capacity of reasoning and thinking, to weigh the evidences, to not let emotions dethrone your reason, and to understand and apply God's design laws to your life. What a valuable
0: program this is. Listener, come reason.com. Go there, go to the podcast section, find this program called Learn to Discern with Dr. Tim Jennings and share it with your church, share it with your family, share it with your neighbor, share it with yourself over and over again. You will find that your life will be very, very different. Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve That's at comeandreason.com this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time
1: we come and reason together.